SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez on SAFM. Right now, we have to go to the Nelson Mandela Museum talking about the essay competition recently held. The Nelson Mandela Museum has taken the existence, I mean the experience of digital and started an e-legacy program for young learners to close the educational gap that is present due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This program has been aligned to the school curriculum cultivates critical thinking skills and seeks to reach disadvantaged learners in particular. Further, the museum has opened these e-classrooms to get learners to engage in debates on topical issues that affected the class of 1976 and what young people face in South Africa today. This enriching experience allowed for the museum to host an essay competition that received entries from the length and breadth of our land. Before the students participate in the live debate, we are joined now by Ms. Nosipo Ani Kumalo as well as Mr. Solomzipo Vana from the museum, Nelson Mandela Museum, that is. We will also be joined, of course, by the willing learners, the winning learners being Stacey Tandegile Dube, Vuyelo Makunga, as well as Lati Tanyembezi. For now, Mr. Bovana, good evening. Thanks so much for your time. Tell us very briefly about the wonderful initiative that this essay competition has proven to be. Yes, good evening, sir. <coughs> Thanks for the opportunity. As the Nelson Mandela Museum as we were faced by this lockdown, much as it faced the world, <clears throat> and in a way, it, a bit of disturbed our our programs. But we have to be innovative and come up with some interesting programs so that we can be innovative and still do our work and service our clients and also our constituencies. So we came up with this idea because usually around June and July during the winter school holidays, we usually have camps, but due to this pandemic, as I have already mentioned, some of our programs were <clears throat> a bit disturbed. So we came up with this initiative to keep the learners engaged and also since it is the youth month, we thought we must come up with this idea of this and learning using these digital platforms to exploit them to the maximum. So we came up with this idea of an essay competition focusing on the June 16, on the youth of June 16, versus the challenges mm, mm. faced by the youth of today. You see? No, that's very and interesting. Uh, yes. yes. Do you have more to say? Okay. And also as the Nelson Mandela Museum, he has a custodian and... and of the leaders and values of Nelson Mandela, of the late Nelson Mandela. So also one of his legacies is education. So through this legacy programs and this essay competition, we tried to fill the vacuum created by the closure of schools and so that we also keep these students academically engaged during this period of the lockdown. And also we are trying to also create leaders who can think creatively and also in, in, in innovatively, so that we come up with ethical leaders who can interpret and see the situation in the country, and also come up with solutions. We want to create learners or leaders who are creative mm-hmm. and innovative in coming up with solutions as, as, the, as the youth of today. 
I do understand that the students will have to have a debate now live on air, and that debate will okay. be hosted by Ms. Nosi Paul Kumalo. So just very briefly, I just want the learners to just quickly introduce themselves. Tandegile, Stacey Dube, Vuyelo Makunga, as well as Lati Tanyembezi. First of all, with you, Stacey, good evening. Thanks so much for your time. Just introduce yourself very briefly, and then we can move on to Vuyelo, and after that, Latita, so that we can have Nosipo take over. Tandegile, hello. Hello. How are My you? My name is Tandegile Dube. I appreciate your presence. Thank you so much, Tandegile. I've been at Mandela School of Science and Technology, and I'm a very hard-working donor with job at nothing to achieve at all. Excellent. I think. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Ms. Dube. Ms. Makunga Vuyelo, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome. Brief introduction of yourself, um, please. Makunga Vuyelo speaking, um, and I'm a high student um, who saw an opportunity, a platform rather, to express his views um, regarding 1976 and how it has impacted him. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate that as well, Ms. Makunga. Finally, to you, Ms. Nyembezi Latita Ilanga. Uh, good evening to you all. My name is Latita Lamyembezi. I'm 15 years old. I go to Great Chang in Holy Cross High School. And I am just another ordinary black child with big dreams. With extraordinary opportunities. Thank you so much, Ms. Nyembezi, as well as Ms. Dube and uh, Makunga. Ms. Nosipo, it's all yours. Thank you so much for your time. I think the students are now all yours in the debate that is to ensue in line with what Mr. Bovana has highlighted earlier. Thank you so much, my brother. Good evening to everyone listening. Good evening to my brothers and sisters. My name is Nosipo Hani, and I'm the first National Youth Ambassador of South Africa. I'm so delighted to be a part of this youth debate, which serves as a solution project to curbing the COVID that we have been recently faced with. It's just to say that we're not allowing the outbreak to put the learners down. Instead, we've designed a a project to help the learners to attain devices that will also assist them in the upcoming online learning. So, without um, wasting more time, I'd like to just go over the rules. Each learner will be given a time allocated to them to answer each question. And before you answer your question, just please say your name, because we do have our adjudicators who are currently listening, and we will be assisting in terms of determining the winners for this round. The debate statement for this evening is, The youth of today is ready to take leadership responsibility. So you may answer yes or no, and in three minutes, explain why you state yes or no. Latita, your three minutes start now. The youth of today is ready to take leadership into their own hands. This is a very complex question in its own essence, right? Because in order to fully understand the concept of this question, or in order for you to fully answer the question, you need to look at society as a whole. Now, personally, I believe, yes, we are ready to leadership into our own hands. And why do I say that? Well, substantiating on that like single answer, I will say that. Essentially, okay, when we look at the youth of today, it's much like any other youth. 
there are disadvantages that are there attacking the youth. But you also have certain advantages that were never there considering the youth of 1976, right? So essentially, even though there are some problems in society that face the youth, it is still possible for us to take leadership into our own hands. So basically, we need to look at the certain advantages that we have acquired over time, which in instance is more resources, right? Yes, there is still a gap between the education system, right, between the quality of education. But still, the education in its own essence is, say, in the sense that we have proper education. Because, mind you, back in 1976, like, when it came to, like, black people and the youth, we were only allowed to learn under the Bantu education system and learning from manual labor. So now the fact that a black child, regardless if they went to a private school or public school, can actually be able to learn sciences and technology in order to advance so that they can pursue their dream if it is to be either a doctor and engineer, is evident that there has been some improvement since 1976. So... It is essential for us as a youth to utilize all these resources we've acquired, which is, for instance, the Internet and more sustainable knowledge, rather than back in 1976 when knowledge was very limited in its own essence. So it is possible for the youth to take leadership into our hands. And the way we could do that is by utilizing the resources we have, the resources we gain, the resources we gain thanks to the youth of 1976 to further on carry the motive of innovating as young people, to further push the boundaries which are set by society and show that we as young people are able of doing much more. We as young people are able of doing as the fellow as our fellow peers of 1976, because we are innovators as young people, and we are great as young people, and it is essential for us to try and utilize every single advantage we can get in order to push forward. And if we work together as young people, if we work as one, rather a child, whether if you came from a public school or a private school, but if we too collide as great minds to form one great system, then we can lead this country into a great future. Thank you. Thank you very much. Stacy, the time starts now. Okay. So I think that the youth of today is not ready to, to, to take leadership responsibility because they still need time to take responsibility. They don't have the ability to analyze their own strengths and weaknesses. And they want everything to be handed to them in a silver platter. They don't have, they are not mature enough to handle uh, leadership skills. As you all know that in order for one to be a leader, he or she, he or, or she needs to have leadership skills. So the youth of today lack leadership skills and they have a dependency syndrome and thereafter they lack creativity. They don't take education seriously as a result. We have uh, an increase in crime rates, uh, a high number of dropouts, and so and and it's evident that in many institutions they do not repeat their they do not uh, they do not respect their student representatives who are supposed to address their grievances to the management of the institution. So the youth of today is not ready to, to take responsibility because they still need time to mature and they are experiencing social inequalities out there because the communities expect them to, to behave in a particular way and that doesn't work well with the, the youth of today. So I say no because the youth of today, they have low self-esteem, 
they lack confidence, they can't even motivate their peers, and they can't even buy examples. So they still need time to learn, still need time to learn leadership skills. They still need time to, to, to know themselves, and they still need time to, to mature. So I believe that the leadership, I believe that the, the, the youth of today is not ready to take leadership responsibilities. As much as they are given the, the freedom, they are misusing it because they, are, they commit crimes wherever they are and they don't take education seriously. So I believe that they should really have leadership skills and they, they, they do drugs, they, they abuse substances, and some of the youth uh, are addicts out there. So in order for it, we need to, we as the youth, we need to first uh, motivate each other and help each other to, to, to fight all those um, to fight all those challenges that are happening out there. So we have a responsibility to take, we, we have a responsibility to take by helping others to really, really uh, face all the challenges and so that they can take the leadership. I thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Your time's up. Thank you for your answer. Vielwa, your three minutes starts now. Um, yes, I think most definitely we are ready. Um, one has to understand first that the integration of youth into key leadership functions is quite essential for sustainable economic development and steering us into a very um, progressive socioeconomic path. We have actually proven to be goal-driven and actually resilient. You know, one will remember the Freeze Must Fall, a campaign that was led and engineered by students who wanted change financially in our tertiary um, institutions. And I can say that it left a footprint, one that cannot be removed in any way. And also, if you can look now at the current campaign, which is Rose Must Fall, which has gained momentum in Oxford, one will remember that it started in South Africa at the University of Cape Town. You know, your Kumani Macquellas were there at the forefront, and they started that. I think one needs to understand that the exclusion of the, of the um, I mean the inclusion rather, of the youth into leadership positions is not necessarily an exclusion of the older generation. We are very well aware of the fact that they paved the way for us. And it's not an irritation of their values and what they envision, but rather a continuation of the same social legacy in a manner that is in line with the current technological and economical social challenge. No one knows the challenges that they face more than we do. Lived experiences are always important. We cannot continue saying that the youth is the future and that in the same breath exclude them in roles of leadership. I think even in, 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 in universities, there are such calls, there are dozens, those organizations are there to groom the youth. And also, if you look at other um, organizations such as the ICU League, which is there to groom the youth, that is the public, whereby the national government goes to those um, ANC youth leagues, goes to those uh, dazzles, and then they groom the youth. So if we are saying that they are not ready, then what is what is the impact that those um, organizations have? Are we saying that we are not um, working 
I would think that the, the, the work that is being done by the national government in terms of making sure that we have those structures at a youth level is actually not bearing any fruit. It's a group of paradoxic in a way. So I definitely think that it is actually possible to have things in leadership positions we are very, very much capable. And also, one has to remember, we are kind of a technological and innovative generation. We have seen your Danzo Bosmans who came up with um, in- innovations that uh, were shortlisted in the Dubai Global Grad just this year. One was reminded of Siabule Lakuza, a rocket scientist who was really at Harvard, who also has his own company. So I did not understand when one says that the youth is not ready. What do we need? What is it? So I, I definitely think that we are ready. Obviously, being guided by the youth before Time. Thank you, Viela. Thank you very much. Thank you to the three learners for participating in the youth debate. Thank you very much. I just wanted to let everyone know that the debate winner will be announced on the Nelson Mandela Museum website after all scores have been tallied by our adjudicators who are currently listening to the announcement will be made tomorrow at noon, and I just want to remind everyone about the prizes. The first place, the winner will get a tablet and will be crowned as the e-Legacy Learner Ambassador for the Nelson Mandela Museum. In second place, you will get a phone as well as third place, and all learners will receive Vodacom data. With that being said, I'd like to thank all the partners who helped in making this project a success. I'd like to thank all the teachers from the Department of Education, Vodacom, Clark City Height, and of course, the Nelson Mandela Museum and our learners for contesting. Thank you very much to our listeners for also engaging within the debate. Thank you, my brother. Even if we cannot hear you, thank you so much, Ms. Nosipo Anikumano. Thank you very much as well to the most important voices on this particular debate, Ms. Stacey Tandegile Dube, Ms. Vuyelwa Makunga, as well as Mr. Lati Tanyembezi. Let me go back to the voices of the students in a minute each as well. Let me start with you, Mr. Lati Tanyembezi. Now that everything is done and you're waiting in anticipation, hopefully that your name will be written up first on the website. Tell us about your experience as a young person in South Africa in general. I mean, this is not now asking the same question again, but you're a young South African. What keeps you awake at night? What keeps you motivated? Or what is your greatest fear? Latita? Uh, well, so my greatest fear is, to, is not living up to my fullest potential. The one thought that consistently keeps me up at night is the fact that maybe I might not live up to my fullest potential. Essentially, me as a young South African, it's not easy, essentially. Especially as a child who comes from a public school, who essentially lives in like one of not the greatest parts of town, right? Especially as a child who had to work for everything he earned and had never had anything given to him, right? So it's not essentially easy. But what keeps me going is a simple idea I adopted ever since I was seven years old. And that idea was that I was going to change the world. And it didn't matter to me how crazy I sounded when I said it to my peers and they laughed at me. Because 
to me, essentially, it was real because it was something I believed in, that I was going to change the world. And so you certainly have. whether I win this competition or not does not define where I end up in life. Yes, I would really like to win this competition, but even if I didn't, I still consider myself a winner for the fact that I was here in radio. And Let me say time. Thank you so much, Mr. Latita. I want to give you an opportunity to perhaps um, restate your case because it's quite possible that the judges are still listening and I wouldn't want you to get an unfair advantage. Let me ask the same question to you then, Vuyelo, as well. You're a young woman in this country growing up with all the challenges as well as the opportunities, might I say. What keeps you awake and what is your greatest fear or what is your greatest aspiration? Vuyelo? Um... What is my greatest fear? Let me start there. If you can look at the current state of our country. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned the fact that I'm a woman. You know, um, one of the things that scares me is just waking up and being a statistic um, in terms of, you know, your gender-based violence. So that is what scares me. And also, dying without you guys knowing me. I want to make my name known. Obviously, living a past that is to make sure that those that come after me uh, do not come into the same world that, that I left it as it is. You know, making sure that the generation um, that is coming after me faces a better society than the one that I am in in terms of uh, gender-based violence. Fantastic. And also economically. I think it's a start, but yeah, I really hope that we will get to a point where I can say that I am not fearful as, as a woman. And what keeps me awake? What, what inspires me? Ten seconds. I think that what inspires me the most is change. I want, I want change. I want to be part of a voice. I want to be part of the group that can say that because we had hair. I'll take my liberties and say time. Thank you so much, Vuyelwa, for that. Um, I can't give you more opportunity because we are rushing for news. In a minute then, Stacey Tandegile, Dube, your thoughts? Okay, so my greatest fear is um, not making it in life as I have goals and I have set for myself as an individual. I don't want to end up com- committing crimes in order to live. So the best I can do for myself is to study and make sure that I succeed in whatever that I do. I have dreams that need to be chased and brought to life. And also my fear is um, not living my life to the fullest, while I have many opportunities in life. I want to polish up my life, like now, so that I will end a different life and be a role model. And I also want to participate in my community by helping, by raising awareness, helping people to, 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 to respect the law. As you all know that the youth Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tandegila. I have to interrupt all of you and say thank you. And with that, because it's very nearly 2101 for now, it's time for news. Good evening, Greg Host. Thanks for the indulgence.